0: It's time for Economy Tutor to get a a comprehensive guide on some of the major economic issues of the past week. Please be joined from Catholic University's Department of Economics, Professor Yang Junseok. Professor Yang, good morning to you. Good morning. We're going to talk about the um, uh, various economic problems that have occurred after the uh, Corona. Virus Uh, Certainly, uh, it's been (laughs) discussed here on this particular segment at length. But uh, we're going to focus on currencies. Uh, Since mid-May, even though the economic effects of the uh, coronavirus uh, is far from over, the dollar is losing value, which may be contrary to um, conventional thinking where if you think of the dollar and maybe the yen and the euro, but mostly the dollar as these uh, so-called safe haven currencies where people want to park their uh, money in— But the euro, on the other hand, gaining value. So uh, we're going to talk about um, why this is unusual, if it's unusual, and what does it signify. First question then, uh, Professor Yang, why is the dollar losing value? Okay, well, uh, since
1: I label myself an economist, I should go over theory first. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, value of the currency should uh, follow the differences in inflation rates or interest rates. Mm -hmm. But they're not... Much of a help right now because well, inflation rates for both uh, euro and the uh, dollar is about zero, so right. there's not much of a difference there. Same thing with interest rates; they're about zero for both uh, both uh, regions, so they're not much of a help there. Um, so, and because both EU and US, as well as most of the other advanced economies, are pumping so much money into their economies. Uh, but the inflation rates are still very, very low. And uh, we're uh, sort of uh, trying to explain this. There's not a complete explanation yet. Usually when you pump this much money, you expect inflation, but inflation is not taking yeah, pre-2008, place. Pre-2008,
0: the conventional wisdom was... Zero interest rate policies will result in Argentina-like situations where inflation just goes to the roof. That's just no longer the case anymore, right?
1: Right. Uh, so what? Uh, so at least the best explanation that we have so far is that before 2008, we thought that people acted with uh, what economists call rational expectations, uh, which is well, people guess that uh, if you raise the mon- um, if you raise the uh, monetary base, if the central bank p- uh, prints a lot of money, then it'll eventually end up in a very large money supply, which will end up in inflation. So people think about this ahead and sort of uh, go ahead of the picture. So as soon as the central bank prints the money, inflation goes up. But that hasn't taken place since 2008. And right now, the best guess is that it's not that expectations that's important it's how the uh, actual demand demand for real goods and services are affected uh, right now it seems that even though the central bank is printing a lot of money the actual money supply isn't going as uh, rising as fast as people expected hmm. and that's probably because a lot of people are holding on to their cash because they're afraid of the future uh, so uh, right now the best picture is that uh, even though the uh, central bank banks are printing a lot of money. As long as that is not used for buying goods, you're not going to get inflation. So that's the reason why we have uh, very low inflation right now. That's our best guess at the moment. But that doesn't explain completely what's happening right now. As you mentioned, uh, regardless of theory, whenever there's a major economic crisis, people move into safe assets like cash, government bonds, gold, and U.S. dollars. Uh, And At least from March to about May, uh, it followed that scenario. Uh, Gold went down mysteriously for about 10 days, but we think that's because uh, of the uh, legal requirements in the United States of uh, clearing uh, the uh, bond market or uh, having— the uh, banks have enough cash to uh, settle uh, their accounts. But after that 10 days, the gold prices went up and it's continuing to go up. Uh, the US dollar, the value of it went up and all the other currencies fell down. Um, and people moved into government bonds and people moved into US dollars. So we remember uh, Korean won falling into value um, very rapidly around uh, March. So at least until March, it followed the scenario. Uh, but about a month or two after the uh, U.S. dollars started to lose their value, and right now the explanation seems to be that the United States is the only major country where the coronavirus is getting worse. Mm. Uh, in uh, European Union, uh, there's some fear that the uh, second uh, wave is going to take place, but still the uh, picture is fairly optimistic, except for maybe... Uh, United Kingdom, uh, the countries are recovering from the coronavirus, people are going out to restaurants, people are going out to parks. So Europe seems uh, pretty optimistic right now, whereas the United States, uh, the coronavirus uh, uh, reported cases are rising, the death rates are rising. So uh, it seems that people are very pessimistic about what's going to happen to the United States and that seems to be moving the money out of the United States. Um, and uh, that uh, seems to be uh, reflected in the uh, growth rates. The US just reported its growth rates uh, yesterday, and it was uh, quarter to quarter, minus 9.5%. The
0: annual, n- minus 32.9 annual, uh, it, that just seems like a, a number that's just not in, in the it's, realm of our like, rational thinking, right?
1: <laughs> it's the uh, lowest number that they have on record. Right. And so the
0: record goes back about 70 years. Uh, or 280 quarters. So we do want safe assets. We do want cash, not necessarily U.S. dollar uh, cash. I guess that's that's the point you're making right now. So the coronavirus situation, as you say, um, uniquely the one industrialized nation where uh, it is being widely deemed as having very much incompetently handled the situation. But that's not the only problem that the U.S. faces right now, right?
1: Yeah, the uh, U.S., uh Well, this is a related problem, but the U.S. uh, leadership seems just paralyzed. They don't know exactly what to do. And one of the uh, things that's uh, happening in that respect is that, well, one of the reasons that United States uh, didn't, Uh, did fairly well. It was still minus uh, growth rate, but it did fairly well in the uh, first quarter and the uh, beginning of the second quarter was that they uh, had a very active, very high fiscal policy, uh, and uh, especially the uh, $600 per week unemployment insurance. Uh, But uh, Mostly because the Republicans started very late into the process of formulating their plans. Right now, that $600 per week insurance, Uh, unemployment insurance is due to run out actually today, 31st of July. And uh, if that runs out, then all these uh, unemployment Unemployed people uh, will no longer have sufficient cash to drive demand, and because of that, well, the firms will not have revenues, and the U.S. economy is expected to uh, take a dive. Um, Now, on the Democrat side, uh, they're very united in uh, wanting that $600 per week to continue, but on the Republican side, they haven't gotten their... uh, a pit, uh, plans uh, united yet. Some people want $600 per week to continue. Some Republicans want it reduced to $200. Some people want to just uh, have the regular unemployment insurance that they had before the coronavirus. So they haven't gotten their act together it, yet. It's
0: ironic because just looking at it from the political lens, not necessarily the economic lens, is that the Democrats are urging a policy and uh, in terms of this extension of the unemployment benefits that would actually, uh, if you assume that uh, the economy improving or at least staying afloat would benefit the current incumbent president, uh, would be potentially politically detrimental to them and uh, beneficial to uh, Trump, but whereas uh, the Republicans, through various uh, matters of uh, Russian uh, Republican <laughs> orthodoxy or what have you, would like to kind of curb those benefits, which would potentially um, politically damage Donald Trump if the economy uh, collapses because of it. Yeah,
1: partially President Trump doesn't seem to be too excited about uh, continuing the unemployment insurance though he does seem to be excited about payroll uh, tax cuts, right. which uh, Demo- uh, which uh, Republicans and Democrats don't seem to want, at least in Congress. And uh, he also seems to want a tw- another 1200 payment to everybody, or at least uh, everybody who's below a uh, certain threshold. Uh, and that will probably take place, but they have to get their act together on the unemployment insurance first for the uh, bill to go through. And then there's uh, other problems like the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, which are still going. And then President Trump seemed to have made a big mistake by sending federal troops of dubious quality to Oregon, Portland, Oregon, which seems to have made the problems there worse. So the, uh, there's bas- basically uh, lo- loss of confidence in U.S. leadership as well as the continuing U.S.-China friction, which has moved on from trade to uh, having a diplomatic uh, tit-for-tat, where the uh, United States forced China to abandon the uh, Chinese
0: uh,
1: consulate in Houston, and then the China forcing U.S. to close consulate
0: in Chengdu. Okay, now uh, almost a perfect storm of bad things happening into the U.S., so we can understand now a little bit better why the U.S. dollar uh, value might be falling. But we talked about, you just mentioned the minus 9.5% uh, percent GDP uh, on quarter uh, contraction, and then the annualized minus 32.9% GDP contraction. Uh, the EU arguably will be faring worse in terms of their GDP numbers, uh, but uh, their euro seems to be doing better. How do you explain that?
1: Okay, well, the uh, second quarter uh, growth rate for uh, EU, it's not announced yet. It won't be announced for at about another two or three weeks. Uh, but the euro uh, European Commission, they're estimating it to be minus 11.5 percent, which is, as you mentioned, worse than the U.S. second growth rate. But the difference is that U.S. seems to be getting worse, while the EU seems to be getting better. So
0: bottom of that so-called
1: V or U curve, perhaps? Right. So the third quarter growth rate, most people are expecting the EU to do better than uh, the United States. And there's some things that the European Union did right and the biggest among that is they finally came up with a consolidated uh assistance plan for uh the poorer members what i mean by that is well european union had a, a unified Uh, monetary policy for most of its members through the eurozone and the european central bank but they did not have a common framework for fiscal policy every country was responsible for their own fiscal policy and that caused a lot of problems which worsened the uh, 2008 global financial crisis Uh, as an example let's say you have a you have greece which has very low growth rates and you have germany which has very high growth rates now the european the uh, European Central Bank cannot do a expansionary fiscal policy just for Greece. It has to do an expansionary uh, monetary policy if it wants to for every country in the eurozone. And it cannot uh, because of that. Uh, if the other countries are doing very well, then Greece is left out on its own. Right. Uh, so Greece has to use its fiscal policy to try to pump their uh, economy up, and that caused. But that's partially the reason why uh, Greece ran up so much of a debt. It's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons. And in the United States, you have the same problem. In Korea, we have the same problem. Let's say that Jeju the Island has a uh, low growth rate, but all the other uh, mainland Korea provinces have a very high growth rate. And you hike up the rates. Well... Uh, the uh, Korea Bank of Korea cannot lower the rates just for Jeju. Right. So what, the, what it does is that the uh, central uh, government of Korea takes money from the uh, richer provinces or the provinces which are doing well and gets, uh, does fiscal policy for Jeju Island. And what the EU do- did this time around is something very similar to that. Uh, they came up with a consolidated plan for the entire European Union where the richer members helped the poorer members by issuing bonds which are guaranteed by all European Union members. And a lot of analysts, a lot of historians are calling this the EU's Hamiltonian moment after Alexander Hamilton, the first U.S. Treasury, because that's the strategy he used to consolidate the 13 colonies in the United States around 1790. Uh, He assumed the debts of the smaller states uh, into a national centralized debt. And that gave a sort of a central point where all the states are now interested in the central government because they have to manage this debt. And a lot of people are hoping that this will happen to U- European Union as well. So European Union seems to be on a upstream not only uh, for uh, their coronavirus recovery, but also hopes that they will become more consolidated.
0: Yeah, and uh, really kind of a stark contrast to what we saw after 2008 uh, with the uh, disunity uh, and discord over uh, countries like Greece and uh, the idea of austerity measures really leading to uh, this uh, kind of uh, tension that has Eventually led to the Brexit situation where the UK is leaving the, uh, the EU, but the EU, ironically, now may be perhaps more unified than it's ever been uh, post Brexit.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's a uh, uh, well, uh, that's partially why the uh, I think Britain uh, decided to move away. Britain was never really excited about. Becoming having a consolidated European Union, that's partially the reason why they dropped out of the Eurozone.
0: Well, let's talk about then the other situation here. And this is perhaps a a tip for our uh, listeners who happen to be individual investors, one of the Ant Brigade, who are looking to uh, capitalize on some of these opportunities. Gold, you might think you might have missed the boat on this, but uh, it continues to to rise in prices and uh, we see no end in sight. As of yet,
1: right? Yeah, well, nominally, uh, it hit the uh, highest price ever, uh, $1,971 per ounce on July 28th. Uh, and it fell a little bit, but it's still uh, $1,943 per ounce on closing on Friday. Uh, so it's at a historical high. uh Previous high was in 2011, a few years after the uh, global financial crisis, when it hit 18.91 dollars at closing and $1923 at uh, intraday. Uh, but inflation-adjusted, it hasn't hit the highest peak yet. The inflation-adjusted price, the highest uh, recorded, was in January 1980, when it hit 22 uh, forty-seven, if you're talking about average per month, uh, 2640 if you talk about intraday. So there's still perhaps some room to rise. The investment banks are targeting prices of uh, somewhere between 2000 to $2,100 by autumn. Goldman Sachs is uh, targeting $2,300 by July 2021. Bank of America is targeting $3,000 $3, by uh, 2021.
0: Hey, so quick question, um, if if it, it let's say conservative, I, I expect a ten percent uh, return on investment here. If it's at uh, let's say close to two thousand, and I expect it to get to twenty two hundred. Can I just park? Let's say I got a hundred million one in the bank. Can I just park that in there and uh, hope for uh, maybe maybe a twenty million one return guaranteed?
1: Well, you have to remember <laughs> that gold market is very very unstable. Yeah.
0: Now uh, I I am
1: pretty sure that it will hit two thousand twenty one hundred by August. Things are not looking that good, especially for the United States. So there is room for gold to go up. But whether it'll hit that uh, 2300 by next year or $3,000 by next year, it all depends on the coronavirus. If uh, coronavirus uh, is as it is right now or it gets worse, then $3,000 is within realm of possibility. But if we do come up with a vaccine, expect the price of gold to fall really fast.
0: And for humanity's sake, we can argue we would hope that the gold prices don't reach 3000 <laughs> because that just means we're in a really bad situation here. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. I just want to get your thoughts on the situation here in Korea as it stands. It does seem like GDP number-wise, we're not as worse off as some of these other countries. And I uh, just got reports coming in uh, today about industrial output actually rising 4.2% in the latest quarterly uh, report. So uh, Uh, how do you think Korea is handling the situation? What do you think it has to do? Okay,
1: I think Korea is handling the situation fairly well. And I think uh, we're partially helped by two things. One was that our uh, end of first quarter... Beginning of second quarter, numbers were so low that it really couldn't go that much uh, further down. Uh, so there was bound to be a rebound, and China seems to be doing well. So our export to China is actually rising, um, and our exports to EU, even though it's not that much, uh, will probably do better next, semes- uh, next quarter. Uh, the big wild card here is the United States. And the reason why these foreign countries are so important is that, well, we mentioned this before, but Korea's share of exports in Korea GDP is between 40 to 45 percent. Even China, I mean, uh, we all think of China as this big powerful exporter, their uh, share of their exports in their GDP is only about 20 percent. Mm. So even if uh, there's a global crisis, uh, they can manage fairly well based on their domestic economy. Right. Just since it's about 80% of their GDP. Korea really can't because well, domestic economy is only about 55% of GDP. So we really we are really dependent on how the global economy does.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the sort of half full look at it is China's doing relatively well. We're doing okay. Uh, and uh, so uh, we can uh, boost things up, and maybe these uh, domestic demand measures, like uh, giving out coupons during the um, vacation season, will help. But ultimately, if the US doesn't get their act together, uh, we are uh, definitely uh, going to be in for a rough ride as well. Uh, we did run out of time here, but you managed to cover a bunch of different topics here, the euro, the dollar, uh, gold prices. Always appreciate it, uh, Professor Young. And uh, we'll hope you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.